it's hot as balls outside. How and, hot um, is it? Uh, balls. Yeah, balls, <laughs> balls hot. Balls hot. Um, and I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And I'm Zach. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the dingus designer. <laughs> so, guys, uh, what's everyone been up to? Shall Zach. we start with Zach? Zach! Oh, man. Um, well, this has been like a fun couple of weeks for me because I'm kind of in between projects. I'm waiting for some materials. And uh, I'm actually heading to Newark, New Jersey this weekend to for a kind of a two-on-one hammer class from, from two really accomplished uh, smiths and hammer makers. Um, I'm Cliff so Dufton, who I've been following mm-hmm. for a very, very long time on Instagram. He is, he's an artist. I mean, he's, his work is so meticulous and he's, he's, he's well known in the community. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely. sure you're familiar with him, Steve. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cliff Dufton. And if anybody's interested in these guys on Instagram, it's CJ Dufton is his tag. And also John Arian, um, who is on Instagram as Sunset Forge NJ. So this weekend I'm heading up there for a hammer making class. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Spent a couple of days up there, kind of a two on one thing. Um, did uh, It looks like somebody left and came back. Are we all good? Yeah, no. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so I have that coming up, but I've been kind of waiting. I'm waiting on some materials and stuff. Uh, like I said, I'm in between like real work, which means like YouTube videos, which is actually one of my favorite places to be because <laughs> that gives me an excuse to just go out into the shop and mess around and try new oh. things and experiment. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's when I learn the most because I don't really yeah. jump into YouTube, YouTube projects without feeling confident or semi-confident in what I'm building. What's that uh, like? Um, <laughs> it's nice. I mean, things always come up, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, everything that I do, I always try and have some element that's new, something that I haven't done before, but usually I have the confidence to go, oh, okay, I've, I've thought that through and I think I can do it. But when I'm off camera, that's when I'm trying stuff that has like a 50% success rate or less. <laughs> I try not to do those during a video. Sometimes it happens. But um, so I've been spending the last couple of weeks while I'm waiting on all this stuff, uh, making knives. I, I received a even heat kiln which has been that really nice to have. Amazing. So made so my gross. first like official properly. Yeah. You're like, Oh, this is my, this is my first knife. I was like, what? What do you mean your first knife? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> What's like your first official knife, your first proper yeah. knife. What do you mean? Your first well heat treated knife or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, well, I haven't, I really haven't made, I, ma- I made one knife before with uh, a guy that was kind of local and he did like 90% of the work. I was just kind of oh. there like learning the process. Um, so I was like, I guess, I don't even know if I can call that my first knife. I was like a witness to it. I could notarize, I could notarize yeah. the fact that that knife was made. Um, you could validate the parking. Yes, exactly. So, um, I, I've turned a wrench into a knife before. That was another off camera experiment. But I mean, as far as like actually starting with, you know, a piece of metal and granted it was stock removal, I, I, I'm excited to get into forging uh, and forging, uh, and what really excites me mostly is ornamental stuff, to be honest. But yeah. uh, knives are a lot of fun. I mean, it mm. was—I I made my first one the other day, and it was really cool. Uh, I think we kind of talked around. Steve and I kind of came up on Instagram or something that 
somebody said that they're more excited about axes and I feel the exact yeah. same way, <laughs> but, um, you know, any new territory is, is always exciting for me and successful at like learning how to, you know, uh, successfully do anything new is super exciting. So, uh, be it a knife or an ax or, or what, whatever it is. Um, it's just a, it's a good learning process. And yeah, so that was my first one that I actually did, you know, from start to finish in my own shop, no help. Uh, and it was super, I can totally see how it becomes addicting, but it is a lot of work. And especially when yeah. you're new and you don't, you know, you don't have the process streamlined. It's, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I spent a lot of time doing it. So anyway, this past week I've been working on, if anybody's following my Instagram, I think I've had it on my stories, but I'm making like these little mini cleavers. I should have brought one in yeah. uh, that are like, you know, two, three inches long, kind of, kind of like a little shop utility, like almost razor bladey type thing. Um, yeah. Out of a uh, 1075, they're gonna be good box cutters and just general shop knives. Yeah. So waiting nice. to finish those up hopefully before i head out for newark and i'm probably going to auction uh one of those off on my i actually have an idea see what you guys think of this <laughs> um so i'm planning on i'm gonna i'm gonna get rid of two of them so what i'm thinking about doing is auctioning them both off but auctioning i guess i don't know how to phrase this auctioning one off so whoever wins the auction will get that one and then they can pick their favorite social media person and I'll send the other one to them. Oh, nice. So it's kind of like nice. a two for one. Yeah. I think that I like might that. be kind of, kind of fun. Yeah. That's really cool. Maybe. Buy Maybe one, it's a stupid buy idea. one, give know. one. <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy one, get buy one, 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 one free. One. That's brilliant. Like that. <laughs> oh, yes. See? Well I done, Brett. <laughs> Every one, now and then I get one good idea. Al's usually the one. That's usually Al's job. I just passed out. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out. That's so that's good. Awesome. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can, Zach. That's brilliant. So what about what about everyone else? Well, Sorry, Zach. Making, making knives had... and axes, no? I think, uh, Brett. <laughs> all out. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I finished the River Tam axe and posted it yesterday. <laughs> that wasn't all you did. <laughs> oh, and an entire full fly, firefly <laughs> intro sequence and everything. That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> and I've gotten nothing. You know what? I I have to be honest. You know, I did the video game style intro thing, and then I did the battle with Laura. And I've told you guys before that those videos actually didn't they didn't quite get the the reception that I was hoping for. It was just like, ah, it's full on nerddom, but it's fun. You are, know, are you new, you're new to YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah sorry um and you know they didn't go over poorly but it was definitely like oh i really thought those were going to do better this you know, one you, it doesn't you, even matter what the numbers are but just the amount of i had one guy who's who's been a fan supporter for oh, ever since the very beginning he messaged me on instagram yesterday and he goes hey man i honestly was looking through the comments and you have 300 and some comments and not a single one says anything negative they're all ones of people just being like this is the most amazing thing in creation which is not true but i love that that's the reception that it got because it wasn't just me and you know the build video aside all of these guys that did their intro and they, they shot extra footage for me and sent it to me and basically gave me uh 
or they trusted me enough to know that I wasn't going to make them look like idiots, even though everyone <laughs> looks like idiots, uh, to redo the intro and stuff. And then Jazz, you know, sang the song, and Jess gave me violin music. So no one, no one at any point really knew all the moving parts that were going on. It's just yeah. everyone knew that there were pieces. So that was a super fun one to get through, but I definitely spent four nights of this week at the shop until three o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that, that was I'm a little beat. Unbelievable. And I think what was like for me after seeing that, the most refreshing thing is that it's so original, like to me, like for what's on YouTube. And that's always been like one of my things is, you know, being doing not trying to follow trends or do what seems to be like the formula for success yeah. or the algorithm. Like these are, those are all, like, that's algorithm. all foul <laughs> language. Like anytime I hear those words, I, I get like, yeah. I get angry and uh, to see something <laughs> like, to see something like that, that you can tell how much time you put into it. And you obviously didn't make it to, for views, you made it because it's what you do. Nope. And, I made uh, it because you obviously I mean, didn't make this for views. Well, <laughs> I mean, that sounds terrible. But if he if he wanted to make something for views, he he would have done an epoxy river table instead. Yeah, with a knife in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with so, a knife, not properly heat treated, just kind of like dumped in some oil once it's hot. Made out yeah. of Damascus. Um, made out of Damascus. But I mean, you don't. You took a risk because it's, I mean, and it wasn't even a risk. You just did it because it's what you like. And I think yeah. that, I think that's what, you know, that's, that's like in it for the, the marathon versus the sprint. And, yeah, and I think that's kind of how I've been. Cause I, I go through the same stuff too. Like I, I put a, a, I put a lot of effort into my stuff. And a lot of the times that my favorite, my favorite, it's a surefire thing if it's my favorite video and I feel like this is the most creative thing I've done and I put the most work into it and I've been like, like not sleeping because I'm so excited to put the video out, that video is going to do terrible. Like 90% We talked of the about that last time. It's, like and, we were having a chat about it and you were like, dude, I love this video. It's getting absolutely no view. That's just, that's just the way it goes. Um, yeah. But you know, you have to gauge it by, I think you hit your friend hit it on the head when he said read the comments because one thing that does go well with those videos is the comments is are always you know you can tell the difference between like somebody that's like hey cool project or somebody that's like oh my gosh there's you know there's like these next level comments to where you can tell that somebody's legitimately com commenting because they have something to say or add versus just like thanks or like yeah. you know commenting to just comment there, there's a different, you know, good video. The comments you you'll be able to tell that they really got something out of it, or, or yeah, were really impressed. Yeah. So it, I think that's really me... that's really the only gauge that I would say. I don't want to like make this a bipartisan issue, but like, you know, you have there's nothing wrong with it, but you have on YouTube, uh, you have people who who. Um, create projects and record them and then you have people that create projects to record them yeah i think somebody's somebody said that better than me but the, you know the point is that there's people that are building the things that they want to build and recording that and then there's people that are going what would make for a good video yep. and, and yeah and not saying one is better than the other but i feel like sometimes it's the the, the youtube audience both. caters more towards um you know they cater less towards um, 
art and more towards kind of production stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, luckily, I don't give a shit and I'm going to do whatever <laughs> I want because that's, that's I would rather answer. shift the dynamic into being like, you can come and watch a making video, but there's going to be a lot more in it. And we've, we've yeah. chatted between me, Al, and Steve, but this is... I'm just going to do this and then we're going to jump into Steve and Al and what they've been working on too. But here's what I'm talking about is I just got a notification like five minutes ago from Randy Rodriguez that says, this is a comment that says, I'll admit, I'm guilty of throwing the word awesome around pretty freely. In this case, however, I'm truly, fully, and legitimately in awe of everything about this video. So fucking well done. That means the world. And, you know, I don't really care that my numbers aren't as high as whoever you know i had a lot of fun doing that and i had six of my friends involved with it and it was super super awesome i pulled late nights because i was so excited about it that when i put it out i didn't really care i was like that was probably one of my favorite videos i've ever produced and i did i turned my shop into a spaceship sort of <laughs> with like keying out the background and stuff i put a block of blue wood behind it you guys no know. one will know no one will pay attention to that no one will know that i spent three hours <laughs> doing that garbage but you guys know uh keith decent right yeah yes, sir. With him. we were talking the other day about kind of on the same subject and he's like he said like no man, we're like we're like those the punk rock bands that everybody cites as a reference, but nobody knows who they are. <laughs> that's dead on. And I'm like that. That's that's spot on. It's exactly. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. I'd rather it be that way too. Yeah, I'm gonna stick to the, the. Give me your, you know, it's like the Statue of Liberty. The give me your tired, your weary or whatever but in this case it's more like give me your scumbags and weirdos and nerds and stuff i'll take them all give me your yeah. nerds <laughs> ow and that was yeah. a long enough rant so let's that's go. all right it's good. there'll be plenty more coming um so <laughs> if zach's had like um zach's had a really fun couple of weeks i've had basically the opposite of that whatever the opposite of that is i've just oh, had man. fucking three weeks of working of balls um Dogs. Yeah, working I'm balls. Working, working, working the balls. <laughs> just gently grinding them. Um, there you yeah, go. <laughs> don't even get anything to show for it. Um, yeah, nothing to tell you other than I'm fucking hot and tired. And I wanted to write my notice the other night, but I didn't have time because I was at work all night. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the ultimate irony. Yeah, because I dropped you a message saying, when are you going to quit? And you said, as soon as I get a time to write my notice. It's like, that's not how this works. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> Although, actually, on Saturday, um, I went up to see my mate, um, Crouchy, and he lives in the north, the proper north. Yeah. Um, and trying on suits for his wedding, so I'm going to be his best man. So it was like, uh, dumb and dumber. And like we basically turned up, we turned up in the in the wedding place, and he was like, "Well, why can't we have prosecco? Girls have prosecco." So <laughs> she just brought she just brought out two pint glasses of prosecco for me and him. <laughs> pint glasses, nice. pint, well, yes, that, that was it was they sparkling. come in pints. It was sparkling wine. It wasn't prosecco. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, that was my Saturday trying on ridiculous suits and top hats and tails and shit. Nice, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Sounds awesome, Steve. Uh, did you try on well, suits? I I did well, no I didn't Ooh. actually um, no Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I what did I do I put out a video that was then like I was really really happy with that video and then it got <laughs> completely overshadowed by <laughs> <my friends. laughs> 
<laughs> oh hush. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, yeah, I put out um, a, a video that was going back to what you guys were saying earlier on. It was more kind of, it was a bit of fun. There was a lot of in jokes in it. I put up a, a purposefully like joke clickbaity type clickbaity title on it, but. Um, but so far, I've only had one person that's gone on there and obviously thought it was actually supposed to be a proper Damascus um, kitchen knife and complained about it. Um, they they compl- do you do you know what they said? Uh, yeah, they sounds like how can you not? I don't, <laughs> it's got to be right? a good comment. Uh, what was he? He said um, it was that's not real of- Damascus. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. You can't make yeah. Damascus out of wood. <laughs> well, that's because. Because uh, Red, when he did his Damascus plywood sword, he had people saying that's not real Damascus. It's like, no shit, it's made of wood. No fool in those people. I know, right? Uh, yeah, no, I think this guy was just uh, said something along the lines of um, what a waste of breathing air as opposed to other air. Um, yeah. so, Farting uh, air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was that. Um, and then had a few days at work and today I've been doing exactly the same as as you Zach and um, and not filming anything not working on anything in particular just playing around um, it's nice oh, it's, it's so really good. it is my favorite time in the shop I mean I feel like <laughs> yeah not that not that I don't enjoy like building and recording yeah. but it's I hate it <laughs> I don't want to have to move the camera. I just well, I mean, it's stuff. not bad. It's not yeah. as good as not doing it, but it's not bad. When I consider like this is what I do for a living, I have no grounds to complain. Like I have yeah. the coolest job in the world. There's You're right. no, You're right. I can't complain about anything. Yeah. Uh, I still do, but I do most of that off. <laughs> yeah, but it's mostly about the heat. And then you just, yeah. you know, you just complain about Florida and the old people that buy rascal scooters every day. And get them <laughs> yeah. Them. Did you guys so. see that video on my, my Instagram, like probably six months ago where I was expecting, I can't oh, remember. Yeah. it was like, it was like a wood lathe or something. And like, yeah, so the big truck pulls up in front of my house and I like, the, cause the Instagram stories are like, you know, 10 seconds long or something. I'm like, Oh, what do we got here? And I record it. And then the next video like you know 20 seconds later is the guy lowering the lift with a mobility scooter on it from my neighbor <laughs> yeah, yeah it was brilliant i need to see if i can find your hopes that up. yeah it was, it was good it's probably one of my favorite like stories yeah that. it was funny um but yeah so so yeah i've just been basically dicking around in the in the shop uh i've been doing a couple of um a couple more of those uh damascus uh knives um, and rehandling an axe, and just kind of playing around with a few ideas and um, designs and sketches and stuff. Um, for, like yeah, yeah, it, it's been great. Just for like stuff that's coming up, so just that sort of stuff. Um, and that kind of brings us into the topic, uh, which is talking about designs and and how we uh, input design and, and things like that, because. One of the things I was saying to uh, to Brett and Al earlier in the week is I love with uh, your stuff, Zach, the fact that you'll you'll not only have something that's that's very much uh, a functional item, but you'll you'll go the extra mile in terms of design and 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 making it so that the the form is as good, if not better, than the function. Um, but also, you're not afraid to to go for something that is purely form, like the the big uh, pyramid sculpture thing you did a little while ago um 
so yeah, just wanted to kind of start talking about that, start a conversation about um, design and and your views on um, on that side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I think that it's just what it's just what excites me is new things. Uh, you know, I'm not. I I don't think there's anything wrong with copying things or you know people that just mass produce things but for me that's not exciting that makes it feel more like that's always felt more like work to me unless it's to like develop a skill like okay there's this project that's going to show me how to do mortise and tenon joinery and it's it's basic but it's a good way to learn the skill and put it into action and I'll have a piece that's fine like that's I, I think that's the best way to start but then, you know, and I think that everything that you learn when you learn that, say you learn how to do a mortise and tannin or you learn how to uh, weld or, you know, a miter joint or whatever, like all these things that you learn in these projects, you know, it's like Santa Claus. You just like throw them in the bag. It's your bag <laughs> of tricks. And now, like every time you do something, every time you have a project, you do a project, if you can add one new skill to it, you have that skill. I mean, I don't play video games, but I think of it very much like video games to where like you, I mean, you are building your own real life character, like you're learning how to do things and, and you're leveling up. And, you know, every time you have, you, that you all develop, sounds stupid. we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, but every time, you know, every time you learn something new, it's, it's, you have that, you have that skill. And, uh, you know, there comes a point for me once i have those i'm like well how can i employ these different like here's i have access to, here's my inventory of things i can do like how can i put them together in a new way to create something different that that hasn't been seen before or you know to to re-envision something and i think tables are like one of my favorites because they're so simple yeah i mean anything's a table exactly <laughs> uh but you know if you if you can step back and re-examine uh, what you're really trying to do. I mean, so somebody comes to you and they say, I want a table. I'm like, well, let's, let's like zoom out a bit. Yeah. Do you want a table? Cause when you think <laughs> table, like everybody has the same exact image in their head, probably like yeah. it's a flat thing with four legs, yep. but like, do you need a table or do you need something to set things on? What do you need to set things on? Are you just going to be setting cups on it? Maybe it could have, instead of one big flat surface, maybe it could have a hundred square surfaces at different heights. You could set mm -hmm. as many drinks as you want on there. Do you need to set bowls on it? That changed. Like, what do you need? You don't need yeah. a table. What do you, what's the purpose that you need this piece to serve? I need the thing and, from Back to the Future 2 that comes down from the ceiling with the fruit in it. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, what I, I need. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's like a table suspended on chains from the ceiling. That's a table, right? Like it a ship becomes table. a table. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, trying to step back and really re-examine like the function that something needs to serve and try and come up with like, well, what's a different way to do it? Everybody, everybody has a table, not everybody, but generally a table is flat, perfectly flat and it has four legs. Could you do one with three legs? Draw some stuff, you know, that would be stable. Maybe, maybe not. Could you do one that's uh, suspended from the ceiling with cables? and and stabilized on the bottom with cables could you like reevaluate and try and figure out like this thing that is so simple that people don't that people often don't um think about how to do it differently you know they'll go oh instead of using uh 
instead of using uh, walnut and maple, maybe I'll use some purple heart in it, or maybe yeah. I'll pour some epoxy on it. But it's still the same form. <laughs> it's different. Like you're using yeah. different crayons and you're making the same thing. You know, it's mm -hmm. but trying to figure out how to change the form and actually have and and keep the function or a different, a totally different way to yeah. serve the same function. I think that is what's exciting to me. And, uh, I think, you know, I always want all of my pieces to be a conversation piece and to be something where people, if it's in the room and you have a guest over, they're going to say something about it. Like that's yeah. my goal. It does. Yeah. They don't have to like it, but they're going to say something about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is that so, ugly thing? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it, it, I mean, that's what art is. Like yeah. who said that art has to be good? Yeah. It just has I, to be talked about. But the, the other thing is, is I, I think one of the, the points you kind of made there is the fact that stuff doesn't have to be just a table. It can be a piece of art and a table. It can be both those things at the same time. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of fall down is they they get stuck on that. I need to make a table, therefore it needs to look like a table. Exactly. Or, well, and I don't even or think I want to make a piece of art. It's got to hang on a wall. It's like you, you can intertwine the two yeah and i mean i think the real like it's kind of a, like i went to school for engineering and it's like one of the things that which don't hold that against me like it's it's not there, there's a lot of good that comes out of it but i think a lot of bad can come out of that too but one of the things that they teach you is you know the first thing you need to do is like a problem statement yeah like and try and try and get as far back from the prod from the problem and like view it like you know try like try try and figure out how you can i don't know what the word is for like not abstract but like if you can somehow put even more distance like go back one more level than you should to solve the problem yeah. like i said like, like somebody yourself. says yeah. yeah like somebody says hey i need a table the next level for that would be like okay like do you need a table or do you need something to set things on? Like that's going right. one step back and really analyzing like what they need. And once you get that idea or that image out of what a table is, you're no longer trying to build a table. You're trying to build something that serves the function that they need to serve. And then that frees you up to do whatever you want. You don't have that like preconception of uh, a table in your mind. Yeah. It's just yeah. an object. It doesn't mean what you think. Exactly. So, 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 so I, Zach, I think when you, when you said like um, that you want, you know, you want you kind of want it to, to, to not be people's expectations. Is that just in terms of like um, the aesthetics? So what did, it looks did like. I want you it said to what? could, could I'm be. And um, so you said that kind of you wanted um, you want people's you want to kind of outdo people's expectations. So if someone comes asking for a table, you want something that's not going to be what they expected. So is that in terms of what it looks like? So you're saying you know, does it have to have four legs? Does it have to be flat? Or is it the materials as well? Do you get excited about in terms of what you can make out of? You know, the, the usual thing, like you said, slab of wood, metal legs. Yeah, I think, I think the material is actually second to the form. Okay. I think for me, and I mean, material is certainly cool, but I think, I think that material is like a tool that'll serve a purpose. Depending on what the form needs to be, it might be metal, it might be wood, it'll be whatever lends itself to that shape or that structural integrity or maybe the look but yeah. um i think form is what stands out i think that to me is you know it's like a drawing like the form is i mean obviously that's like your shape like yeah. that's well, yeah. that's the object and then like all the other stuff is like well are you going to use a marker or a crayon or are you going to go red <laughs> or are you going to go green like 
like once you have the form i feel like then you can that's the first step i think for me at least usually yeah well i i like i like that approach to things though and i might have mentioned it on a previous episode but in a very similar fashion (laughs) (laughs) in a very similar fashion zach um you you have kind of a different mindset or approach to it in terms of like taking it and distancing yourself from it. What we used to do in design school for things like logo work or or flat imagery was everybody's first approach is to go, right, I need a page layout design of this logo and some text underneath. And our teachers would go, okay, no, 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 because you, you're putting too many colors and you're already thinking of using their logo. And they go, what shape is their logo? It's a circle, great. So you get to use a circle and black and white. And you have to make the design only using those because if it's not interesting or it doesn't grab your attention in black and white with simple shapes, it doesn't matter what else you do because the silhouette needs to work yeah, or absolutely. pull your interest in, right? Because the form will grab you to begin with and then what it says should should hold your attention afterwards. I think there's something there's something like visceral about that as well, like something that's maybe ingrained in us. If you think of like cave paintings and just that, that silhouette, you know, 2D thing or like when you're a kid and you draw a car, like... I don't know. I don't know if you guys in the states have Proton the cars, like a really no. shitty car. I think I think they're I think they're Australian. It's an but basically, atomic they, element here. I don't know what you no, call them there. They <laughs> they look basically exactly like a car you draw when you're a kid, like the exact same silhouette. So I've always loved them because like, the the shittiest cars ever, but they look like when you draw when you're a kid. So I've just got, always got this soft spot for them because yeah. I think there's something about this is this like like you say Zach like this silhouette. You know, once you've got that in your head, you can go from there. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think what you're saying, Brett, like that's genius. Like that's, I think, I think I would call that like <clears throat> a constraint. And I think having constraints is very, very important. Uh, I can't work without them. I have to, even if they're self-imposed, um, you have to have, you have to have something yeah. You have to have like some sort of a box to work within. I know that sounds like the opposite of what I just said, <laughs> but um, once you come up with that idea, or w- once you, you know, it's, it's like what I was saying earlier. Once you like abstract yourself from the question, reevaluate it, then yeah. you start coming up with boxes that you're going to work within. You have to have those. So, like I said. I'm just using yeah. this as an example because it works. The table thing. So you say, okay, well, I'm not going to use four legs. That's that's my constraint. That's one of my constraints. Okay. So now I have to design a table that's not going to have four legs. Here's a box that I'm going to try and work within. I'm going to see if I can come up with one that has two legs or three legs. And then you can yeah. try and work within that box. Maybe nothing happens there. Like then you throw that out and you're like, okay, well, maybe I can do one with two legs or like i said maybe you can do one where it's actually suspended from the ceiling those are all constraints that you're trying to design within and maybe they work maybe they don't but it gives you it gives you a place to to go without that you're just you know i don't know it's a blank sheet of white paper it sucks yeah exactly yeah one thing you have to have you have to have some for me i mean i guess i can only speak for myself but i have to have some idea of like okay this is this is my unique constraint like this is I'm going to see if I can design, if I can design something within this criteria, within this box, this constraint, it should be interesting. Yeah. And sometimes you can't and you have to go to a different one. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but I find that if I'm, if I don't have any of those self-imposed um, restraints, then I tend to just get overexcited and just go off and do 
or try and do way too many things at once. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want to put this in and I want to put that in and, and end up with that car from The Simpsons. Homer's car, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but one of the things I was going to ask, and it was kind of, to be fair to all three of you, because you've all got, um, like for, for the lay person, you're all great at, at doing designs in your own respect. Um, so if, say, I'm, I'm, coming to one, uh, I'm coming to you guys and I'm like, right, I, I want to make a lamp. And by a lamp, I mean I need something that's going to be um, able to sit next to my chair and I can flick a switch and I've got a source of light. Like that's the only constraint I've got. Do you have to flick a switch? Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but like the, 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 those are my constraints. If you've got that, how would you then, like what, what would be your process for designing? You know, are you going to go on to, to Pinterest and look at lamps or are you going to go to Google and search zebras and try and get some inspiration from that or do, you know what's what would be um your first step in designing something after you've decided what the uh, what the requirements are sort of thing yeah i think i think uh, from my point of view it would it definitely wouldn't be uh, the two things you you just suggested i think i think <laughs> no 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 offense to you but i think i think it's what back to what zach said at the start of the show it's like it's not about inspiration from the the, the trendy things you know if you want Pinterest, yeah. you're just going to find the stuff that is popular yeah. basically about how many clicks it has so it's it's just an echo chamber you know people keep saying the same thing it just comes back and back um for me it would be i'd just go out into the shack and i'd see what what i had <laughs> you know and i'd be like right well it looks like i'm making out of ham um some <laughs> some foam <laughs> in those old eggshells and it would be like li- literally like that that would be my that would be my inspiration because it's like the, that macgyver moment like yeah um i've got no idea what this lamp is going to be like like you say it's that starting point of it has to be a light bare minimum <laughs> yeah other than that you know what kind of bulb is it i don't care is it going to be floor standing you know I've, i don't have any i don't have any pre i've never i've never been the person who's gone oh you know i really need like a corner lamp you know, yeah. I really, I really need like a, a, a small, t- you know, like it, I, I've never had the desire for anything like that in my house, no furniture or anything. Like, I really need like a dresser that's like three drawers high. It's like, no, I will, I will work out what I need as I'm doing it, as I'm building it. And then maybe actually when I've half built it and I realize I need it for a t- an entirely different purpose, it will become something else at the same time. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so the, actually the Homer car thing is like generally my aim. Like I'm aiming yeah. for something that is part hilarious, part um, thrifty. Uh, doesn't cost me anything and um, it's just basically as quick as I can make it <laughs> which is very different than <laughs> it's just a different approach right than somebody like Zach who yeah. I know you spend tons of time dealing with your silhouettes and your design and everything like that and you're definitely very comfortable with your metalwork and everything but for you to make something like the the USB conference table steel and wood thing you know, which looked beautiful, but then, you know, a couple of months later, however many videos later, you just put a video out on kind of refinishing an old industrial desk. So you weren't starting from the ground up. It was all about distressing it and making it look nice and making it look the part that you wanted it to look. I don't, um, which I don't think I, I think I built that one. Are you talking about the red one? You built that from scratch? Yeah. You dickhead. I have a whole video on it. You didn't watch it? Did you just skip I, to the end? Are you kidding me, Zach? No. Yeah. That's like that's one of those videos that I thought like, wow, this is one of the coolest things I've ever built, and it just didn't do well. Yeah. It's I saw one of my too personal much, favorites. 
I saw too much of your Instagram stuff that was just like the beauty shots. I bet I freaking skipped over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the person. No, Whatever. Blame me. Thing. I'm a terrible that guy. From the ground up with some uh, some heavy duty three inch C channel. It was like yeah, probably two hundred fifty three hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I can remember on the video you struggling to get out of your truck as well. Because that yeah. thing was. Oh, is that? Okay, I do remember a video of you trying to pull steel out of the back of your truck. That's pretty much every video is me. Like, <laughs> okay. You know, the sculpture, was it the sculpture one? I had a sheet of like half inch oh, steel. That and it's was, oh, that shit, thing where yeah. it's like, I so I have a 61 Apache that I'm restoring slowly. And like in that video, it's a half inch four by eight sheet of uh, steel. Maybe it's, I don't know, was it a half inch? I think it might be. I don't know. It's it's heavy. Yeah. And like in the video, like I go up to it, and I'm like, nothing happens. And like, <laughs> but so you I had got, you you were like braced up against the back of your truck. Yeah, it was like a cartoon. Yeah. I felt like Wiley e. Coyote, like grabbing <laughs> on, like my legs are pushing, and nothing is happening. And then like, I got this giant steel bar, and I went to go like in front of the truck to like pry it to get it to slide out, and it actually just broke the front part of the box of my truck since it's like rusted <laughs> up there. So like, it actually I pushed. I pushed part of my bed forward and the steel stayed the same. It's seriously, it was like a, it's a cartoon. I don't think you can see that, but it, it, uh, yeah. So that sheet of metal, what I didn't use for that sculpture is still in the back of my truck. It hasn't moved since that video, since I cut that part (laughs) off and pushed it back in the truck. It has not moved one centimeter since then. Well, so, okay. So to kind of bring it back to, before I deviated and proved that I didn't watch the whole video. <laughs> um, so you got somebody like Al who's, who's, whose approach and kind of brand and identity to this whole making thing. I've watched him full on where things can just, they'll just rattle it a hundred miles an hour and he has a way of getting to that end game as he builds it along. Um, and somebody like you that, that definitely seems like they have these silhouettes or these pre-drawn things in mind. I don't think there's anything that's any better or worse than the others as long as you're still achieving (laughs) the end goal. But from your perspective, Zach, how much time do you spend on paper? We've had this discussion before in previous stuff, but how much time do you spend on paper or or on the computer designing? I think it, I mean, it totally depends on the project. It's like, uh, I mean, it's like music you know if anybody plays music sometimes sometimes you'll spend like three years trying to write a song and sometimes like it'll just happen you're like wow it's the same thing with design i feel like sometimes sometimes you'll have an idea or an inspiration and you'll go oh okay i gotta i have an idea and it'll just you know it'll come out really quickly and uh you know other times it's you, you tweak it and you look at it and you tweak it more and it's just takes a while to get right and then you have to figure out why you don't like it and I mean, for me, um, usually the process starts with an idea or a constraint, like I'm talking like a unique constraint, I guess is what I would call it. Yeah. Uh, a way of doing something in a way that it's not normally done. That's, that's like my thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'll get that and then I'll usually draw it out roughly. And I'm not like a great artist. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not good by any means, but I'll usually draw out like the the base form and just to get an idea of it, and then I'll go into SketchUp uh, or some you know 3D modeling program, and then really you know design literally put the box design an empty box <laughs> with the finished dimensions that I need to, and I will literally work within that box to make the project and get the dimensions and everything right. And for me, 
uh, you know, because when I first started things, I didn't do that. I was just kind of a, okay, I have it in my head. I'm going to put it, I'm going to build it. And for me, uh, it did, it doesn't work. I think, I think if I have the design of something drawn out in, uh, to scale and in, uh, SketchUp or some 3d modeling software, I can build it. Like that's not the hard part. Uh, I mean, yeah. if I have it, if I can look at it and rotate it and see it, and I have all the measurements I need, uh, I can I can make it. I'm not worried. If I'm to that point, I will get it done. No question about it. It's going to happen. Uh, so you know, the hard part is is getting that design the way I want it, and that also mm. gives me a chance because sometimes I'll I'll have it all in my head and I'll build it out in the 3D software, and I look at it, I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like I thought it would, or like. Sometimes it could be something as simple as like, oh, I had these legs at 15 degrees and they look so much better at 10 degrees. The lines yeah. just flow better. And like, you can't, you know, you can't do that. I'm sure like some of the old drafting, you know, people that went to drafting school and know yeah. how to draw that well, they could do that. But I, I don't know. The, <laughs> so always some allowance for, <laughs> for, you know, aiming for the final visual that you had in your head whether yeah, and, or not you designed and, it out and also i mean i'd say that every project say say i get it say i get it to in the um 3d modeling program i get it like this is exactly how i want it to look this is perfect even then when i go out to build it i'll probably still change 10 to 20 percent of it because i'll get an idea while i'm working on it uh that i'm like oh my god this would be so cool if i did this instead so i mean it's not like once it's once it's the 3d model that's exactly how it's going to be a lot of the times you'll get i feel like some of my best ideas come actually when i'm working with it so it's not like it's all yeah. one you know thing it's right it's a. Uh, I think that's the kind of the organic nature of building is when you're working with your hands sometimes that's where i do my best thinking yeah that's yeah. where i come up with those constraints for those ideas and then i'll go and try and hash them out and then you know I mean, you said you said you um, you got like an engineering background, Zach. Um, is this kind of is this desire to create things with form um, possibly over function? Is that like a, a rebellion against that? Did you go did you did you kind of play by the rules and then thought you know what things can also be beautiful as well as serve a function? Because um, I, I the reason the reason I've got this kind of um, desire to, to 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 make things messy and to make things like to make it up as I go along is because all day every day I spend. Uh, just making things based on form like it's all subjective it's all just like I need to make this design look nice I need to make this pretty you know there's there's strategic thought involved but ultimately my day job is to make things look nice so I want to go home and make a mess <laughs> so like <laughs> that, that's kind of why I'm doing it it's like it's, like, it's me rebelling I don't know. You know I mean I I did I went so I went to school for electrical engineering and, yeah. and I um, same <laughs> oh uh <laughs> I, I did really well. I got really good grades, but I never felt like it was my thing. Like I was, I always felt like an outsider, like going through the motions. Yep. Um, not to say that some of it, like I, I've, I've it, it, I mean, it's the total opposite. I feel like when I was a kid, I was more like creative and, and artistic. And then like, I got older and I'm like, Oh, this is the formula <laughs> for success. You have to like, mm -hmm spend the next 40 years of your life paying for this thing and like this is how you succeed and <laughs> so I did that and I'm like I'm gonna do it I have excellent grades I'm doing everything right and you know th everything 
you go to that math brain you go to you know everything is black and white and and uh you kind of shun that a lot of that creativity or you know I, I felt like I was shunning a lot of that creativity and um yeah and and now you know now that I'm doing what I'm doing it's like the total opposite it's it's like I'm a kid again and I get to play <laughs> and design and and draw and uh, you know it's it's really weird I feel like life is like this full circle like when you're the when you're a kid you're you're this one way and you have these dreams and stuff and then you you grow up and the world tells you that like no you have to grow up and like bury all of that and hate your life for the next 40 years <laughs> and then fair. like and then you either do that and you tell everybody else to do that or at some point you go like man like at least I, this is my story but I'm like some point you just go man this is not worth it like I don't like my life <laughs> like what do I need yeah. to change because I don't want to spend 80% of my waking hours or uh, not my waking hours of my life doing things that I don't want to do and uh, yeah I mean it is, as soon as I quit everything and started doing what I love doing it's just been it's been amazing and I feel like a kid again I get a I get a play every day and yeah you know it's so I feel like those are those are like from my experience those are like my two options like bite the <laughs> bullet and like you know what what are all the the expressions that everybody you know use on the millennials uh, yeah. yeah um I, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, he, is he muted yeah. yes oh okay <laughs> Alvin muted himself <laughs> i muted myself because i was coming out of loads of like colloquial like turn of the century English terms. Yes, like, let's hear him, let's hear him. What were they? Like you, just gotta, you just gotta knuckle down and keep a stiff upper lip and like, it's yes, like, like that. Pull your bootstraps up. Let, let me bum you. Like, yeah. this is, this, like, just like, take the Let me reassure you. Yeah. Your life sucks, you're right. It yeah. should. Continue to suck. Yeah. Tough it up, you know, like that mentality. I'm like, why? Yeah, tough yeah. It up. Man why, up, man why up, Zach. We, why do yeah. we revere that? Like, how did that become yeah. like, how did that become like a manly, like respectable way to live your life? Yeah. Like, no, you no better hate in. your life. <laughs> yeah. You should be. You better be miserable. If you're yeah, not miserable, exactly. you're doing something wrong. You had fun at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like deal with it. Like what kind of attitude is that? Like, no, this is, you get one of these, like try and try and be happy. Like do something you like. Yeah. So I don't know. Hang out with your friends and make stupid references to a TV show that's 25 years old. <laughs> And exactly. sleep three hours a night every night all week long. I I get that so much. That, you know, not to not to say anything against the other guys because I know they're both like the light is there at the end of the tunnel and they're they're on their way. But when I quit my old life, I was in the exact same situation. It's like why why have I gotten to the point where everybody is like this is just how the world works. You're gonna walk into work every day. There's going to be 16 executives that are going to tell you how to do your job that know less about what you do than you do what they do, right? Like, do do. I knew more about the company than the executive staff did uh, because I had been there longer and been in the... It, it was just a timing thing. Like, I'd been in that industry longer than they have, even though they were 10 years my senior or 20 years my senior. They all came from these high-paid C-level positions and they'd walk in every day and just crush any creativity or any fun out of the office or any anything. 
would just like disappear. crush in a good way, like John Malecki crush. Like they crushed it. No, I wish it was that way. <laughs> and then, but then that's the thing. We're expected to crush in a good way our work. You know, I worked on the marketing team. Who was constantly coming up with marketing ideas and marketing wang and stupid visuals to put at some marketing event that wang? we were doing. That's marketing wang. <laughs> that's marketing wang. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. It's just, it's nonsense, marketing nonsense, right? So when when I quit to go on to do this uh, quote-unquote full-time... Maker Wang. Maker Wang. <laughs> Got a title. There you go. Um, I, I honestly, I wasn't near as confident uh, in terms of just like I had done some work in the past that I'd, I'd built stuff. I'd always had a hobby. I always knew that I enjoyed it more because it was what I'm, what I'm latching onto. What you said is that childlike mentality like before the world oppressed you into whatever and yeah people can be like oh fucking millennials feel oppressed because it's hard to find work and yeah there's 50,000 other people doing what I do in graphic design now but when I was coming up you told me I was instantly gonna have a job that paid $80,000 a year because graphic design was the way things were going (laughs) yeah well Screw your generation for telling all of their children that, because now my entire you know fucking culture of designers just exploded. Twenty well, percent like of your income for the next twenty years is gone. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Dad. Oh, yeah, you yeah, have to go to college, kid, because you won't get a job without a college degree. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I would have needed one to sweep up the floors in East Durham, New York, but. You know. I, I I will forever hark on the idea that having a childlike mentality or being able to kind of reattach yourself to that approach to things is insanely valuable. And we've we've chatted about it a little bit of that teach people how to think. You know, naivety is a good thing sometimes because it means that you're learning. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. And it that is such a good feeling sometimes to do something new. Um and and solve a problem, you know, work within your constraints. Well, and, that's the and, thing is is that kind of that that really loops back nicely to what um, uh, to what Zach was saying earlier on about the fact that if if you have these these preconceived ideas about how something works, then you you will make a table that's got four legs and a flat top. Whereas if you're coming at it with a bit more of a a, a childlike enthusiasm, then you're not going to care whether or not it's got four legs or whether it's got 12 legs you know you're not going to care whether it's got one perfectly level surface see going with or... more legs I never would have thought of that <sighs> see it's... more Look is always that. better that's what a kid would do a kid would put yeah, fucking okay. like 50 legs on it yeah <laughs> it's like when they used to draw like elephants and stuff you know when you were little you're just like I don't it, know it, that wasn't a leg Brett I, see, I think I just had a easy out I think I just had a revelation i think that yeah. i just i just found out that like my default is to try and make things less and simpler yeah. well, i rarely yeah. think of like making adding to something i always try and think of taking away i want to hammer with four heads so. <laughs> i actually thought about that the other day it's funny you mentioned that <laughs> i don't know why it's that would be like a real those, cross beam one of those yeah. fleeting thoughts in my mind i was like oh that'd be weird to swing yeah but because uh, see because one of the things like when when uh when you were saying about the the idea of having see in my head it's like a tire wrench (laughs) (laughs) I I like how it was like you know 20 (laughs) seconds afterwards yeah yeah. 
I was still working on it. Hold on. He's still working it out instead. Uh, mine has a spoon wedge in the head. There you go. Spanks. Steve. I'm completely derailed now. I I don't even care. Um, You're saying a, a table doesn't have to have four chairs, but if it had 12, you know, that child. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was just going to say, like, about the, the table that um, Zach was talking about earlier on. In my head, rather than having like say four legs and then lots of different bits that are four inch square at different levels i would have had each one of those as like a almost like a pedestal um on a single because sorry i was just designing it in my head as you guys were talking earlier on um but basically have like hundreds of these little pedestal things all at different heights but have them sat so they all work together and that's how the table works um i like it so yeah. a landscape table instead of a river table. Yeah. Ooh, you could come table. up with an entire new a top top topographical table, a top of table. Top top of table. Top of table. Top of table. It's a table topper. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get there eventually, Zach. This is how we usually <laughs> do things. We're trying to come up with names for stuff sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. Right, Steve, just before we go into um, that time yeah. again, um, I just want to kind of ask you, I want to get to the bottom of your kind of, um, your form and your desire for form because, the, you know, there's a lot of talk in Blacksmith about sort of how to do things properly and the traditional way of doing things and you're very meticulous and, you know, that's not the right way to do it. Um, but at the same time, you're also making very beautiful things. So how important to you is it that... Cool. Uh, so I'm going to go first this week. And because we're talking about design and making stuff that's um, that's a little bit out there, I'm going to go with uh, Peter Braspenix. I can never pronounce his name. That's that's seriously who I was going to pick. Oh, ah, talk about these things. Fuck. Yeah, but Steve that's can't right. pronounce his name, so you can do him. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> just means that I get two. Nice. Yeah, inks. Brass inks. Yeah, that just means I get two choices. You just happen yeah. to pick one of them for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for those of you who aren't Zach and don't know uh, Peter, um, he uh, he's from Fire Forge, uh, which is P H Y R E Forge, um, and the stuff he makes make makes me cry at night uh, because it's <laughs> fucking glorious and. Absolutely insane. The 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 thought that goes into to every single one of his pieces is incredible. Um, he does a lot of things where you you can't see uh, any joins on it or anything like that. So it looks like it's um, it's all made out of like a single organic piece of steel. It's um, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, if you're not already following him, I strongly suggest you go and check him out because he's insanely good i will yeah. i will try and augment steve's choice i met i actually met i've been following uh pete from fireforge phyre uh on instagram <laughs> i don't know if he probably said that but um <laughs> it, it must have been my connection that broke up because i didn't hear hardly anything um but uh no i gotta meet him i've been following him for a long time on instagram and i actually got to meet him in indianapolis when uh when I went up there for the hydraulic forging stuff and watching that guy work is just amazing. I mean, he is like, he is 
He's one of those guys that in like 150 years, people are going to be reading about his work in books. Like he's, he's, I, I don't want to say the best, but he is, uh, he is definitely one of the best Smiths, I think, alive right now it, with the work he's doing. I mean, it is, it is just, it's artistic. It's, you know, it's unbelievable. He's, he's definitely doing, so, he's doing stuff with metal that nobody has ever done with metal before. Like, I have no doubt about that. And uh, seeing the guy work is surreal because he's so, he's such like a calm, mellow person. And just watching how, I mean, usually for me, like when I'm trying to like slit and drift something, it's like chaotic. It's like, it's hot <laughs> now. I have like five seconds to do as much work as I can before it's cold and I have to throw it back in the forge watching yeah. him. You're like, how, why is the metal staying hot for you? It doesn't stay hot for me that long. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's like he has all the time in the world. It's so, it's just, it's so it's, it's calming. It's usually you don't, I mean, you can watch a blacksmithing video and it can be calming, but you usually don't watch somebody work live and it's calming. Watching him is like, it's, it's like it's like the uh, visual equivalent of like listening to Morgan Freeman. It's just like oh, this is beautiful. It's um, like the visual equivalent of that RoboCop video you just showed us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's amazing. He actually he I had him sign my my press. I know it's a weird thing, but <laughs> so, but yeah. So I just wanted to. I, I have a different one this week, but I wanted a second and and kind of augment your choice because Pete's an awesome dude. Anywho. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, I am kind of glad you did that because obviously my internet connection is dying. Uh, who's next? Me. Brett. Brett. Based on Zach's uh, fantastic point of giving yourself restrictions or, or constraints. I love that idea. And I'm going to spiff a film which is not, I don't know, we're not going to send Lars von Trier any stickers, but <laughs> I watched a movie coming through school called The Perfect Human, which was a short film by Jorgen Leth, or Leith, or however you pronounce his name. And then a few years later, Lars von Trier, who's a really talented director and everything like that, uh, met up with him because he was like so inspired by him growing up that he really wanted to do some work with him. Um, so what he did was he had Jorgen remake his short film of The Perfect Human, but each one, he did it five times and he gave him five, uh, it's called Five Obstructions, the movie, but even though it's based on this kind of artsy film and it's got all this like grander statements and stuff kind of mixed in with it, it's freaking hilarious because it's a guy who's, like, put yourself in that position, you it's like, Zach, you've made a table before, but then a client comes back to you and go, I want you to make that table, but I need you to make it green. And you go, but that's not that's not the table I made. I don't want to do yeah. that. I made that table red because that's what looks good. And they go, nope, you have to, because you come up with some obscure agreement beforehand, right? So Agreement. It's, it's honestly just, <laughs> it's a... It's a, it's a fun movie that'll kind of like break your brain open a little bit about what obstructions really are or what what hurdles really are in a form of you know it's it's a student talking to his master right this whole movie uh is about 
a guy who grew up watching the other guy's movies and then wanting to kind of like challenge the the teacher has become the master type thing or the student has become the teacher type thing or whatever. It's worth a watch. It's the only thing that popped in my head when Zach brought that thing up and I can't stop thinking about it now. It's worth a watch. Lars von Trier, Five Obstructions, is spiffing. Awesome. Spiffing. Cool. Uh, Al. Yes. It's you. It is me. Um, yes. Yeah, so just talking about form, um, I think someone that's really kind of stood out for me this past year is um, John Clothier, the woodturner. Um, he's he's a guy that's kind of joined this community. He's, I think he's been on YouTube for a couple of years now. Um, really humble guy, really nice guy. Um, and he, he just does wood turnings, but they're, they're basically pieces of art. You know, I, I, I don't think any of them are ever going to be used as, as, as actual platters or fruit bowls or anything like that. But the stuff he turn, comes out with, like a lot of his, um, a lot of his recent pieces have, have, have looked really kind of Spartan and Greek. There's this really beautiful um, aesthetic to them that just kind of r- reminds me of this, this, this fantastic era that really appeals to me. Um, there's a lot of inlay in there. There's a lot of sort of gold leaf work. Um, but it's just super interesting, really original. Uh, and he makes really nice videos about how to, you know, a wood turning video is not the most interesting thing in the world, um, depending on how you shoot it. And um, there's some people that can make great ones like Carl. Um, but John's, John, John makes really good videos, makes beautiful pieces of art. So we're talking about design and form. He's obviously got a real eye for it. Um, I think John, Cla- John Clothier is spiffing. Awesome. Nice one. Cool. Uh, that brings us back around to you then, Zach. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let's see. I, well, since you picked mine, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, that's all right. That's all right. He he deserves it. Um, he must be spiffing if we both chose him. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, C.J. Dufton or Cliff Dufton. Nice. And nice. I, it might be premature since I'm gonna be hanging out with him this weekend. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've been following him on Instagram long before I planned on going up there and hanging out with him and uh his work is just incredible so if you guys don't i mean if you guys aren't familiar with him does a lot of uh smithing stuff a lot of hammers and uh it's just very very good stuff he's very very meticulous yeah so yeah yeah now his his stuff is really really good in fact uh both joe and alex uh both of their um normal forging hammers are ones that cliff's uh, made so yeah ones that what that Cliff's actually made oh cool um, yeah and I think Alex has actually got a, a set of like three different sized hammers all made by Cliff because he was so impressed with how well produced and, and how gorgeous these hammers are so, I'd like um, to you know like everybody's into like knives and stuff and I know since I'm making them right now I can I understand <laughs> but uh I, I'm definitely more into like handled things, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> axes and like hammers. I can totally yeah. see myself, like for no particular reason, just collecting hammers. Yeah, like I was thinking about it. It's gonna be such yeah. a sickness. I was thinking about it. And I'm like, I would love to have like a hammer from every like renowned hammer maker. Like, how cool would that be to just be yeah. like, you know. I, I already have a couple of Brent Bailey's. I'm sure I'll have a, a Cliff Dufton. Jacob Ferrum makes oh, unbelievable yeah. hammers as well. And he's just a great dude. I talk to him regularly. Uh, yeah. Super helpful. Um, and uh, <laughs> you guys seen uh, um, Liam Christie, the Irish dude? Yes. Yeah. This I have 
like I don't even know how to explain this guy. Like he is, <laughs> he is like. I don't mean this in a bad way, but he is like a real life ogre. Like the guy's arms, <laughs> like he, like a power hammer would slow that guy down. You see yeah. him work on stuff, and you're like, you, that would be slow. Like you don't, it's insane. Go watch Alex yeah. swing a twelve pound sledge. What? Yeah, like it a twelve like pound hammer. A twelve pound sledge is like this guy's like probably his hand. Like his. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I can't even put it into words. Like a twelve-pound hammer yeah. would probably he could st- he could hold it in. He could he could probably wrap his hands completely around a twelve-pound <laughs> hammer. It's insane. You just watch yeah. this guy. Like I bet he probably could swing a twenty-pound hammer like one-handed. He's just he's yeah, a monster. He's a like he was made. Beast. He was put on Earth to swing heavy hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know. He sounds um, a lot like uh, Joe Iron. Yeah, it does actually. Have, have um, you have you seen him, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm familiar with his uh, with his work and that. He's um, yeah, he, um, he's quite active in the blacksmithing for beginners uh, Facebook group. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's just this Irish. It's, it's crazy, but he makes yeah. these super cool hammers too. Like the the swells and stuff on them, they're a really unique, weird yeah. shape. Um, yeah. and they're cool. Like he adorns them with like the uh, clovers and. It's, they're just really cool it, it's definitely a piece that i would just like to have on my wall i mean i'm sure it's a great yeah. hammer too but it's just so cool and it's made by an ogre from ireland i mean it's, just like, <laughs> the, it's like the cool so i don't know i just i can totally see myself like a year from now having like 20 different hammers it's from 20 happen. different yeah. makers awesome. yeah it's gonna happen yeah. so i may not be renowned like... but i'll make hammers eventually <laughs> yeah so yeah I mean, I, I, I hope I'm, I hope to get into that game fairly heavily. That's kind of what this two-day course is that I'm doing up there is all about. Awesome, yeah. I mean, like I say, man, I'm I'm completely the same. I I would quite happily have a hammer from from every smith out there. But um, right, anyway, uh, we should probably really wrap up because uh, we've all got places to be. So, uh, Zach, where can everyone find you on the internet? Um, well, I my my most popular social media outlet is my youtube channel zh fabrications uh but uh don't tell anybody i like instagram a little bit better lately <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep so i'm on instagrams instagrams i'm on instagrams i'm on instagram <laughs> under uh at zh fabrications i have a cool. website that nobody goes to that has like t-shirts and stuff for sale actually people buy a lot of shirts for me so yeah they're really yeah those shirts are so nice i genuinely i've not been able to take mine off for more than like to literally just get it quickly washed because jazz has felt it and they're so super amazing soft that she's <laughs> she keeps being like so uh can i nick that t-shirt no i'm still wearing it you can't wear it. you can't steal it um, that's why I, yeah. I think i've given like two or three to jimmy and apparently taylor wears all of them <laughs> but yeah, uh, i've never seen that <laughs> oh, uh-oh. Um, um, yeah. yeah, they are the comfiest well, shirts well, in the world. Common, take, take them. Take them, Brett. You can have them. He's got one <laughs> of them. I the hell out of them. You don't have one of my shirts? No. I have to send you one. Uh, I didn't know that. Whatever. Gray, we'll chat about gray or black? <laughs> yeah. Chat about it cool. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, go, go check out Zach on all of the socials. You can find us on all of our socials, uh, Skullspade13, Moonshine Metalworks, and Al Shack, Al's Hack Shack. Al's Al Shack Shack. Shack. 
Crack check. Oh, Zach check. Oh, fuck. We've also got Patreon. We do good stuff on there. Uh, there's the Facebook group. We do good stuff in there. And that's it, I think. So see you next week. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me on, guys. That was fun. Yeah, awesome. Cheers, Zach. Cheers, Zach. Bye. 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 Um, you know the knives you make. Uh, you know the stuff. Stuff that you. Stuff that you make. Stuff that Alex makes. It's beautiful stuff. Um, yeah. You know, how, is there a hierarchy in terms of like what 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 comes first, like doing it right, or doing it doing it to look nice? Um, to be perfectly honest, the only the only thing that we care about in terms of of doing it right is whether or not it's going to work. So like the the heat treat, the the forge welds, the whatever else like it's there are specific ways that we do it because they work so we know that if we heat treat it like this it's going to have you know a good edge that's going to hold we know if we put the bolsters on in this way that's going to that's going to hold and and work um in terms of the design of the blades i know alex puts a lot of 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 effort into making sure that they're they're ergonomical that they that they make sense for for a chef or for a cook you know they're, yeah. they're designed in certain ways i mean a lot of his earlier ones um had a flat back because he liked the flat back style blade yeah, um yeah. but we found that they weren't really selling because they didn't really work so we we were kind of moving away from that and we were going to stuff that that, that was better looking because essentially people are going to more likely to buy it if it looks good um yeah. and uh, and yeah so it's it's one of those things where we the the function has to be there and so we we put a lot of um of effort into making sure that the the function and the functionality of it is is spot on and it works and that you know with the axis for example you you need to make sure that you you have a uh, an axe that's good that's going to work that's going to um that's going to cut in the way you want it to cut that's going to you know if you, if you want to have a carving axe then you have to be able to um get your hand up and under it and, and carve with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, dude. I can't hear a thing you're saying and it just keeps cutting out and then it just yeah. went and then you've got to get your hand up and under it. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's cut, why I'm suddenly cutting out. You're just totally breaking up, dude. Yeah, okay. Um, it's probably, the recording's probably all right. I probably just ruined a really good uh, story. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh... Oh fuck it! On that note, should we uh, should we go into spiffing? Yes. <laughs>